Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. If you're a coach, leader, entrepreneur, leadership development professional, or a human resource manager, this show is for you. Welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Burus, and today it's a very special guest that I like very much, Mr. Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker is a serial entrepreneur, a keynote speaker, and author of the bestseller called Virtual Freedom. He's from the UK, and he has lived in the Philippines the past 15 years, where he hosted the annual Tropical Think Tank Mastermind event. I've been there. It was awesome. And he also founded several businesses, which combined entailed 450 people, full-time employees. He's also a popular business blogger, a podcaster at chrisdocker.com, and the founder of the personal branding business called youpreneur.com. I'm very excited today to be interviewing Chris Drucker. Chris, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here, and I love you equally back. Oh, you love this. this is wonderful. <laughs> so, Chris, I'm going to ask you a few questions about your preneur, and you're an outstanding entrepreneur. So tell me a little bit, why should entrepreneurs be focused on building their personal brand? Mainly because people want to do business with other people. That's the real core message here is that big brands want to do business with big brands. That's always been the way. It always probably will be the way. But real people want to do business with other real people. So our goal as entrepreneurs, particularly in the SME environment, is to become somebody's favorite, right? So it's to become somebody's favorite coach or favorite consultant in whatever you know niche or industry you're in. It's about becoming somebody's favorite podcaster or somebody's favorite blogger or live video streamer, whatever the case may be. And you build that personal brand because of the relationships that you create with your prospective customers and your existing customers and everything that comes along with that. I mean, for me, honestly, the way I look at my personal brand is I look at it as being what people say about me, what they think about me, what they talk about me when I'm not around, right? So if I'm not at that coffee meeting or if I'm not at that dinner party or at that conference or that networking breakfast or whatever it is, if I'm not there, how are people going to talk about me? What are they going to say about Chris. That's my personal brand. So it's also a little bit of reputation management as well at the same time, which I think any executive in any role should be very serious about. But at the end of the day, if you are in a position of being, you know, particularly in management or any kind of executive level, your personal brand is what your staff will think about you. It's what your customers will think about you and everything else. So Chris, tell us a little bit about how do you build that brand and how do you make sure that your reputation goes in the direction that you want? That's a great question because it starts with you. That's the whole thing. You've got to define who you are and what you want to be known for. So for example, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, not necessarily career people, but people that are actually building their own businesses. So I often say to my customers, well, within your market, your industry, you want to become the go-to source, the go-to leader in that industry. 
how are you going to do that? What do you want to be known for specifically in that industry? So for example, we might work with a health and wellness coach that wants to be known for helping people overcome chronic fatigue you know, illness or something along those lines. What are they going to do to build that brand? Well, they're going to define who they are first and foremost and figure out exactly who they are, what their experience is like, what their personality is like, and then how that makes them unique to the other health and fitness or wellness coaches out there that are helping people with chronic fatigue issues in the industry, right? So what makes you unique? How are you going to stand out? Because it's not enough anymore to just be better than the next person. We've got to be different to the next person. Sally Hogshead says this perfectly, being different is better than being better. And I could not agree with her more. So that's where it really starts is figuring out what your strengths are, what makes you unique, and then how you're going to go ahead and actually start getting in front of the right people. And nowadays, almost all of the time that comes down to content, content such as the content we're recording right now, a podcast or a blog or a YouTube video or something that you might put up on social media. Maybe it's an info, all these different types of online content that you can create and get out there. That's obviously how you start to build that brand and, and create that awareness around you and your expertise. So it's being known, it's being appreciated, it's being different, and it's being better and different. But you know what? More than anything else, and all those things are 100% right. There's nothing wrong with all of them. They're great things to be. But the one thing you must be is loved. And I don't throw that word out sporadically here. I, you know, the old adage of no like and trust, you've probably heard that. You've got to be known like, you know, you've got to know somebody like them and trust them to do business with them or to get into a relationship with them. That's not true anymore. I will call BS on that. I don't agree with that anymore because it takes more nowadays in, in, in the very noisy, complicated, complex world that we live in, particularly as online as we all are and connected as we all are, it's more than just no like and trust. Now it's no love and trust. So it's our role as personal brand entrepreneurs or as youpreneurs, as I call ourselves, it's our role as youpreneurs to become somebody's favorite. And it doesn't matter what that favorite thing is. You've just got to become somebody's favorite. Have them fall in love with you, what you're about, what you stand for, how you help people, the problems you solve, the solutions to those problems and all the rest of it. So it's all about being loved as well as being different and better. How is being loved and having a groupie similar or different? They're one in the same, ultimately, but the only difference between somebody loving your blog, for example, and then somebody really falling in love with you is they go from reading that blog, maybe on a sporadic basis, maybe they subscribe and they get emails every time you might post a new blog post, but then all of a sudden, based on the feedback that you get from that person and the rest of the people within your online community, you discover, well, I can actually provide a pretty good solution to this one specific problem that a lot of them seem to be experiencing. So you create a product 
or you put on a live event or you come out with a service that solves that problem. And it goes from then being just a blog reader or a subscriber to a customer. And once they're a customer, you know that they really get you. I often say that your vibe will attract your tribe, right? It's a little American sounding and yeah, everything. Yeah, I like a little it kind of, Yeah, <laughs> but, but it works, right? I mean, it shows you exactly what it's all about. We've got to market like a magnet. So you attract the right people to you and your vibe and what you stand for and who you and how you're going to help them. But then at the exact same time, you're repelling the wrong people away. We don't need the people that are going to go 29 days in a 30 day refund period and ask for a refund. They're not our kind of people, our kind of people that are going to go way past that 30 day refund period, take action on whatever product they buy and actually see the fruits of that labor. So, you know, it's a journey. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing what I do and doing who I do it for with my fellow youpreneurs like yourself that are sincerely taking action. They're reaping the fruits of that labor and, and, and seeing the benefits of taking all that action and, and making moves and opportunities and all the rest of it. That's why I love doing what I do because it's a nonstop, ever-evolving journey that you, as the youpreneur, are 100% in control of. Mm -hmm. So you help people. You find solutions for them. You attract the people that are want to do something and put it into action. Absolutely. And, and it's all about taking action. And yeah. developing a long-term relationship. Absolutely. So many listeners will want to know, how do you monetize brands? Well, I mean, you kind of do exactly what I've just talked about a little bit. You listen to your customer base, you find out where their pain points are, and then you start developing solutions to those, those pains, to those problems. Now, here's the thing. At first, You'll start creating content, right? So you'll be blogging and podcasting and all this sort of fun stuff. And when you start out doing that, when you get going doing that, what will happen is you're instinctively creating the type of content that you think, that's the key word here, that you think people want from you or need from you. But then as time goes by and a whole lot of people consume that content, maybe they share it. We definitely want them to share it, right, yeah. to get that viral effect. But as time goes by, relationships will be formed and they'll start opening up. They'll start telling you about their problems and their situations and their circumstances. And at this point, it allows you then to be able to take that information that you gain. And there's nothing sleazy about this. This is life. This is business 101. You find out what people need and you provide a solution to that need. And if you do it well enough, you get the ability to put a price tag on it. And so once you do that, you take that relationship from consumer into then customer. And that's when you actually start to monetize. So it could be through coaching services or consulting services. That's kind of like the lowest hanging fruit of any youpreneur out there because ultimately they're trading their time for dollars. People will be happy to pay to access your data vault of experience, right? Yep. So that's the lowest hanging fruit. And then you've got things like online courses, maybe a book or two, live events, mastermind events, maybe workshops, webinars that you can charge for. There's a lot of different ways that you can monetize your personal brand and your experience. You've written a book called Virtual Freedom. How has that helped you in developing your brand? Oh, it's been 
everything, <laughs> everything, literally. I mean, I, I, I would not be the entrepreneur that I am now, particularly the personal brand entrepreneur, if I hadn't have experienced everything that I went through to get to the point of writing that book. And we're talking about my burnout and having to remove myself from my business and hiring all these people to help kind of do that. Uh, but also since the book came out, you see, when you write a book, it's like a $20 business card. It's printed proof that you are an expert in your particular industry, in your niche, in your market, in your space. And so I believe books for the personal brand entrepreneur, having a book is without a doubt, probably one of the best positioning strategies that you can have. If you don't have a book and you want to be seen as a leader in whatever market for whatever field, you must author a book. And now you can self-publish. You don't have to get a big publishing deal and everything. There's really no excuse not to have a book with your name on it. And what happened after Virtual Freedom came out, number one, the book did ridiculously well, right? So if you take into consideration that 97% of all nonfiction books, obviously this is taken into account business books, children's story books, and all that sort of stuff. But if you take into account nonfiction books do less than a thousand copies, 97% sell less than a thousand copies when they're launched. That's horrible. I mean, that's, you think of the millions and millions of books that are published, you know, throughout the course of a three to five year period. Think about how many of those books are not even selling. It's pretty horrific, but we did incredibly well with virtual freedom. I think we're now up to 60,000 odd copies sold. Wow. We've got 850 plus five star reviews on Amazon. And every time I say this next sentence, I cringe a little bit because it's like I'm almost inviting it. But we have still, after three and a half years of that book coming out, still not had a one star review on Amazon. Wow. Good for Which you. Which is almost, I know, mm-hmm. I know. And every time I say it, I celebrate it, but I'm also a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> because there might be someone out there listening saying, all right, I'm going to get you, Ducker. This is nah, it. <laughs> nah. You've done the proof of time. So I think that's that's great. And it's a good Well, thank book. you. Okay. But yeah, but no, it's it's opened up a lot of opportunities, a lot of doors. I mean, you know, I've had the pleasure of keynoting huge conferences all around the world because of it. I've had the opportunity to sit and consult with big, big companies on how they can virtualize their workforce. I mean, if you'd have asked me five, six years ago, if I was going to be getting paid multiple five figures to be able to consult with companies just for a day, I wouldn't have agreed with you. Even with all my success as an entrepreneur, I wouldn't have agreed with you. But it just goes to show you what the power of a personal brand can actually bring your way. But you also developed a youpreneur community. So where do you get the idea of developing that community and what inspired you to start it? For the longest time, I think since about 2011 or so, I have been running roundtable mastermind events whenever I travel. So like I said, I'm blessed to keynote and and speak at a lot of events. So when I'm at a certain city, I'll hold a roundtable discussion event. And usually there's no more than 10 people at the table. At first, I would charge very little. Now I charge a lot more. But the, the premise here is to ultimately get like-minded people around the table for an entire day where everybody gets a little bit of a hot seat time and they can talk about their struggles, their ideas, their concepts for, you know, different things that they want to launch within their industry, within their business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole premise is that when you surround yourself with other like-minded people, 
decisions around all those things become a lot easier to be made and gotten to. And so I would hold these events probably six, seven times a year as I traveled around the world speaking. And there was two things that came out of them every single time for a few years. And that was number one, nobody at that table had a monopoly on good ideas. Nobody. And I, I don't care how great you are, how massive a success you are. I mean, you could put Sir Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, you put you put all these hugely successful people at one table. One of them at some point throughout the course of the day will drop a value bomb on somebody else at the table. And that person will start scribbling down notes and ideas like it's their job. So that was the first thing was Mm -hmm. that nobody had a monopoly on good ideas. The second thing that I noticed was that by the end of the day, although at the beginning we didn't really know each other that well, by the end of the day, it was like we'd known each other for years and we had cured, even if it was just for that one day, we had cured entrepreneurial loneliness because it is a lonely journey sometimes, particularly if you're online and you're working at home. And so those two main elements were really the incubus for me to go ahead and create the Youpreneur Mastermind community where we get people now, hundreds of people from all around the world every single day conversing within our private forums, consuming our proprietary training content, getting together at live events and meetups pretty much monthly around the world, uh, as well as big, obviously, annual events and things like that. So it really, for me, it was about bringing people together, not just six or seven times a year and not just 10 at a time, but hundreds, if not thousands at a time and throughout the course of the entire year. And uh, it's been probably one of the most fun things I've ever done in my career. Yeah. And you also do these big, uh, big live events. And I've been to one, the tropical think tank, and I must say it was absolutely fabulous. So tell us what keeps you enthused with these live events that take a lot of organization. It's the dance breaks. That's what it is. Uh, That must be it. (laughs) So, I mean, obviously, as you well know, if you've been to Tropical Think Tank several times throughout the course of the day, we'll have a little dance, you know, simple as that. Just maybe after lunch, we'll dance a little bit. Maybe at the beginning of the day, we'll dance a little bit. No, I mean, I, I, I joke a little bit. But that being said. But Chris, it wasn't only dancing. I mean, it really was an incredible experience. I mean, boats and dinners and dancing and shows. It was something else. I like to entertain. That's the thing. I really, really love to entertain, whether it's just with another couple at home for a dinner party. Maybe it's a group of friends on an anniversary or something. Or maybe it's 75-odd people on a five-star resort in the Philippines for a a one-week event. There's something inside of me that loves to bring people together, loves to create relationships and lifelong relationships, quite frankly. I mean, at Tropical Think Tank particularly, we've had attendees and speakers go into business with each other. We've had attendees and speakers fall in love with each other at the event. We've had attendees celebrate their 25-year wedding anniversaries at the event, lots of birthday cakes. Good gosh, lots of birthday cakes uh, at the events. And and it's just about bringing people together and creating that family environment. And again, letting people know that, hell, you know what? You are not in this on your own. You don't need to do this on your own. There are other people that are in the same boat that get it. And it's important to be surrounded by them as much as you can. And Chris, what I would like to also say is that you bring exceptional speakers together 
And those speakers you make available to the people that come to the conference and to the tropical think tank to brainstorm together on mm -hmm. their personal entrepreneurial issues. So it's really making them accessible to your your community as well. It goes back to like what I was saying, I've become somebody's favorite, right? Build the relationship up. I'm walking, talking proof of it. You know, all these speakers that speak at my events, both at Tropical Think Tank and now the upcoming Upano Summit in London this November, which is sold out already. I mean, these are relationships that I forged over years and years and years. These keynote speakers, they get paid on average probably $15,000 for a 45-minute keynote anywhere in the world. I don't pay them. They come over to my events for free. They speak for free at my events. And not only do they speak for free at the events, but they also stick around because they know they're going to have a good time and they're going to be appreciated. And I think that all comes down to the power of the relationship. You know, relationships, relationships have been dragged backwards along the floor, kicking and screaming over the last five to 10 years on the internet, particularly. Everybody's trying to use each other. Everyone wants to get each other's list. Everyone wants to team up as an affiliate because of the influence this one person has or, or what this other person's list can get you in terms of sales. And I hate that. I absolutely hate it. Relationships should be treasured, not used. Because We're very, very blessed to be in a world nowadays where it's about as small as it's ever going to get. And people remember the right things and they never forget the wrong things. And so it's very, very important, I feel, that you put a premium on relationships. And actually, the perfect example is just last, maybe two months ago, I was in London speaking at an event. And one of our old Upana Mastermind community members who had been with us for a couple of years and, and he had decided that he didn't need the community anymore. He got to where he needed to get to and uh, he wanted some more high level masterminds and things like that. He was putting together himself, which is great. I'm happy to shake someone's hand and, and, and say goodbye at that point, right? If we've helped them get to that point, I'm very, very happy. But here's what he said when he came up to me. He was like, hey, Chris. And I gave him a big hug. I said, what's going on? I was really excited to see him and everything. And later that evening, I saw him at a drinks mixer. And he said to me, you know what surprised me when I saw you earlier on was that I'm no longer a member of your community. I'm no longer one of your customers. But when you saw me, you still treated me like I was. And that made an impression on me, Chris. And I wanted to tell you that face to face. And I said to him, you know what, man? Once a youpreneur, always a youpreneur. I don't need to get money from you every month or every year for that. You're part of the family. And that's what it's about. And I know now, going back to my initial concept of your personal brand is what people say about you when you're not around. What do you think he's going to say about me? to other people when I'm not around. It's going to be nothing but good things. Very good point. So Chris, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Tell us where people can get hold of you. Of course, all the information will be in the show notes, but where can people contact you to become member of the Upreneur community or come to your show in London? Well, I wouldn't be much of a personal brand entrepreneur if I didn't say chrisducker.com, would I? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, that's easy to remember. So that's great. That is, that's the whole point, you see. That's the whole point. So yeah, everything that I do is housed over there on my online home at chrisducker.com. You've got the blog. You've got Upreneur FM, which is the podcast. You can get links there to the Upreneur Summit, to the community, 
and everything else. It's all there. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you very much. And it was my pleasure. And see you soon. You got it. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon. And until then, bye for now. Thank you.